tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Get them. Dude, you want, you want to see a good sweatshirt, Johnny? 
Get this in a black sweatshirt. It is one of the most beautiful sweatshirts you ever see. Just go to tiffelhattshirts.com. I believe the banner is going to be up on samtriplee.com as well. So you can get all your tickets for my shows there. And you'll be able to click a banner. It will take you right to a graphic villain or Tinfall Hat. Tinfallhattshirts.com. Uh, what else we got? Man, a lot of great premium content going on over there. Rockfin has grown, they said, in the last year, 5X. Damn. I believe it. In Think the about last some of the year. names they've added. Yeah, they've added Dude, some just, big names. Like just Sam Tripoli, Sam Tripoli's other show, Sam Tripoli's other show, and that other show. Yeah, I mean, that was, that, there. yeah 5X was just your show. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just Sam Tripoli. Yeah, just Sam Tripoli. Uh, so get part of the revolution. It's getting huge. Uh, we have a lot of ideas we're going to be doing. Uh, one that I definitely want to start doing is uh, pay-per-views with this show. Go, go into different cities. Go to Miami. Just hang out in Miami. Just do get it. weird on stage. See Jay Nice do another stand-up set okay. and do a pay-per-view. Johnny's like, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> but do it live. Eddie's, Eddie's interested, so we might start doing those. Might do it through... Uh, Rockfin, but if you want premium content, I'm doing six episodes a week, unless it's like Miami where my my uh, Wi-Fi suck. But I try to do two episodes of each show a week. I got Conspiracy Social Club, uh, uh, Tim Fohat Premium, aka Only Conspiracies, and Zero. Now, two of those shows. If you want to check out how great two of those shows are, and that is actually all three of them, because you can listen to Tim Fohat for free. Zero. And Conspiracy Social Club, if you go to the vault, you can listen to those for free uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. So on Apple Apple Podcasts, Zero is now available. The early episodes, we're doing two a week, and uh, eventually we'll go down to one a week. But right now, you can listen to it. And it, this show changed my life. And Conspiracy Social Club, myself, Brian Kellen, you can listen to free ones wherever you listen to podcasts. And all you have to do, dude, if you like those, just $10. You get all my shows. You get all my shows. You get all giant shows. You get dude, all of Xavier Guerrero, who's putting up, what, three a week? Three. We just had a Santeria, so she talks about cutting chickens' heads off. Ezone's in the Santeria stuff. And then we had Stepton come on, Flat Earth. Flat Earth. He came and talked about the debate he got here after coming on our show. Oh, yeah, so, he got a lot of shit from doing yeah, our shows. So if you want to hear that, go to We Don't Smoke the Same. And uh, it was it was good. For all the Flat Earthers, Septon went deep. Guys, anything you want, anything you need, we got it for you. Whether it's free, most of it's free, some of it's paywall. And if you want to pay paywall, it's all on one place. $10 for everything, rockfin.com. Anything else, guys? No, we'll be doing a double size broken sim this week because we overbooked the ad so we're gonna have a mondo double bangers but guess yeah, what double. i'm in it to win it bro i got enough for three shows are you guys doing a two three hour one we're gonna do two two something crazy like that yeah That's don't cool. you worry about me dog i'm in it okay hey, i've got the stories Sam's i got, got the stories yeah. i got a staff bro you know i got the stories get ready for that two hours up content now okay guys uh this is a crazy ass episode big time Big time. Not all of us survive it, okay? Yeah, pay attention to it. One, one of us got out early, called it a day. This is like True Detective. You cannot like go to the kitchen and get some, some salad Johnny, or something. You got to pay attention. That is the best way to describe the show. This episode was True Detective. Yeah. You're going to have to sit down, get out your pad, get out your paper, start writing shit down, because it's about to get real weird real fast. We're very excited. His yeah. name's Benjamin Balderson. He's an alchem. He's in the alchemy. He's an alchemist. And this show goes. We go deep, homeboy. <laughs> Everybody.
Very excited uh, to get into this gentleman's been on my Tim Fall hat. Zero, I believe it was. He was either on that or the uh, premium package on Rockfin, and we're glad, very glad to be here. He is a real alchemist. Please welcome Benjamin Balderson. How are you, brother? Oh, just fantastic. It's uh, getting getting downpoured here, so extremely wet after uh, an insanely dry summer where it didn't rain one bit all summer and now it all just came down at once so all the animals screaming except for the ducks they're happy <laughs> it's uh it, it, it's weather modification everybody weather modification i don't know man that's what they're saying but <laughs> it's very interesting because have you seen that they're talking about all that vol- volcanic activity is almost like happening on a grid they're like it just goes boom yeah. boom 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 and they're like, this is manipulation, which would fit into this whole thing. But Benjamin, enough about volcanoes. Let's talk about you and your podcast. What's the name of your podcast? It's uh, Benjamin Balderson's Odin's Alchemy. Odin's Alchemy. uh, Yep, Odin's Alchemy. And uh, I used to have a TV show called Odin's Alchemy, but they were uh, censoring me and I couldn't deal with that. So I just left the station entirely. Uh, almost immediately after. Well, were you uh, a um, were you on a um, what a public access? Was it a local show? Was it like TBS? No, uh, it was affiliated with the uh, biggest pagan radio station in the world, and Vegas. it was on like uh, uh, them little boxes of the internet that hooked to TV, you know, like the Hulu's and stuff. Oh, okay, I got it. Was that. on one of those. Uh, like a uh, Roku? I know Roku was doing their yeah, like. That's the that's one of them. Yep. You get your own TV show on Roku and stuff like that. That's great, dude. That's great. That's how Alex Jones started. But yeah, if they're censoring you, it's time to get out. So you worship Odin. I know we talked about that before. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I'm a Germanic heathen. Um, I live at completely off grid. So. I, uh, my last farm I built from scratch, I moved over to Humboldt, like we were just talking about, and this had a small, uh, little house on it, which we've been working on. Uh, I put solar into it. I put, uh, gas on, uh, propane into the back here, uh, put a little addition on, brought my goats and my cows out. Um, a big, the biggest deal with being a heathen, the core tenant of, of our, uh, culture is being self-sufficient the Havamal, which is the closest thing that we have to a bible it states in there and it's words of odin it states it's better to have a small farm even if even if it's just a shack and a few goats than to live under somebody else so understanding that it's much better to at least be self-sufficient even if you're not uh, having a big farm where you're making a whole bunch of money, at least having your own garden, your own animals. So I've got two milk cows. I've got about 200 birds. I'm kind of ridiculous with the birds about it, but I've got like all kinds of weird exotic I'm birds. birds peacocks, are you talking like, gaties. oh, really? Like just birds to look at and hang out with, not to eat? I've got, I don't eat any uh, any meat at all i'm a vegetarian actually damn dude Um, (laughs) veggie farmer 
Yeah, I, I live in symbiosis. So I'm not a vegan. I, I eat cheese. I eat the eggs, um, all the byproducts of the animals, but I don't actually kill the animal in order to do it. So we live in a symbiosis and that's part of being a heathen from my perspective. Um, and it's not something that I push on anybody else, but there's a, with Fehu, which is what we're supposed to live by. One of the things that Fehu? the uh, Roman, yes, Fehu, F-E-H-U, Fehu, which is the very first rune. Um, now the Roman historian, when he first came upon Tacitus, when he first came upon the heathen people, one of the things that he noticed was that they had no monetary system. And that was a marvel to him. And we didn't use money at all until the Romans started coming and trading in money. And there's an entire uh, cultural and religious reason behind that. But we are supposed to live by Fehu. So in Fehu, that is represented by a cow. Now, my cow, it has value. I could take my cow into town. I could trade it for something else. I could kill it, trade it, you know, trade the meat, you know, um, I can milk it, make cheese, butter. And that's what I do with my cows is milk them. Um, you can trade the milk, the cheese, the butter, all these things. But at the same time, I also have to take care of the cow. I also have to live in a symbiosis with it. So there's a difference between what we would call money. Money was Golvig and Golvig doesn't have a place in the rooms. And that's got its own weird uh, magical draw to it. Um, it's represented in, uh, if you've ever read or watched the Lord of the Rings, the entire Lord of the Rings story is based off of heathen cosmology. And the ring is Anvari's ring, which uh, it either draws gold to it or takes and uh, makes more gold. Either way, it represents a hoard of gold, which then gets sat on by a dragon in uh, the actual Norse tales, it's Fafnir the dragon, not uh, Smog, but uh, it's just, that's the same story right there. Um, and he's sitting on top of the hoard, and the most important thing in the hoard is this ring, because the ring all by itself is a hoard. Anyways, Odin and this uh, adventure that him and Loki had, had where Loki killed this dwarf's son, um, offered this treasure hoard in exchange for killing the sun. And that's what freed Golveg and put Golveg into the world here. Um, and that was a really bad deal. So anybody back when we lived by the old cultures, we did not use money because we learned that lesson from Odin. So like Loki's an asshole. <laughs> uh, he's not really an asshole, but he's, he's chaos. He's chaos incarnate. Um, not complete chaos because there's another story where he meets actual fire the sun and the complete chaos and he's just a level below that and then thor meets the complete density and he's just a level below that they both lose those fights but loki is the chaos and sometimes chaos is great sometimes chaos sucks it depends on your situation if you're in a bogged down situation Please bring the chaos. Please bring the change. If you're in a good situation where you're feeling nice and comfy, you don't want that chaos. You're like, no, no, I like this spot. So it, sometimes Loki's an asshole. 
Sometimes Loki's a hero. So, so basically, your entire belief system has been completely hijacked by Marvel Comics. Is that what we're <laughs> that what we're understanding oh. here? Oof, that's it, gotta it's, it's suck, a little bit right? Nice. Imagine if Jesus yeah. had his own Marvel comic show, right? That's basically what's happening. John here. the Baptist is like Iron Man. Yeah, the, right. The <laughs> right. That's basically oh. what happened there. That's crazy. Just, just grabbing people and just forcing them underwater with, with, with some Iron <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Believe in God. Believe. <laughs> Guys, I want to tell you about our good friends at CBD Lion. Okay, CBD Lion, the leaders. And your favorite CBD products, dude, gummies. What else is there? Chocolates, everything. Chocolate, you name Fast it, bombs. CBD. Vegan. CB vegan. Johnny, vegan for you and your girlfriend, right? You We're love not it. vegan. Yeah, okay, or you can get the other stuff. I eat red meat. You all eat day, red meat every day. and CBD lion, guys. Listen, there's a lot of aches and pains. I have a lot of aches and pains. I have some CBD lion stuff at home, and I've been putting it on my shoulder because I'm at an age, dude, where my aches and pains tell me what the weather is, okay? And thanks to CBD lion, I don't have to be the weatherman anymore, okay? It helps my joints. I feel better about myself. I'm way better in bed thanks to CBD lion, okay? No aches, no pain. Just dropping the hammer of the gods on the ladies, okay? That's what I do, all because of CBD line. Screw the pharmaceutical companies and their occult magic. We push back together. We go to war against them and lead the charge. CBDLion.com. Check them out, guys. This is all you got to do. Go to CBDLion.com. Enter the coupon code TINFOIL to get 20% off. CBDLine, like the animal.com. Okay. Coupon TINFOIL. Check them out. Read. Dude, they got. Thousands of positive reviews. This stuff works. Give it a try, okay? They love Joey Diaz. They love... Uh, uh, Dr. Green Thumb and We Don't Smoke the Same. Okay? They love all of it. And guess what they love? They love Tim Fall Hat. So if you're tired of Big Farm trying to railroad you and your health, help us with these freedom fighters that are... CBD line. They got everything you need there. Go to cbdline.com, use the promo code TINFOIL, and rock out with your CBD line out. So tell me, uh, who is Bach? Who is Bach? B O C K. So, so Eeyore Bach was the last of uh, Finnish royal line. And what Bach translates into is the goat. Now, so. Bach supposedly was the last recipient of this story that was passed on orally. And it's according to them, the longest running story that on earth. Now this is all based out of Helsinki, Finland. So this is a Finnish Royal line and it's all based on Finland and Sweden. Um, it's a very, very interesting story. One of the things I can't really uh, get into that he does is he speaks three different languages. So he basically calls the uh, Finnish people are what my under my culture would be the Vanir. We have the Asir and the Vanir as the two pantheons of gods. And then those two merge and that makes one pantheon. And then there's other beings and whatnot. But these are the two main pantheons we're talking about so he says that uh the finished derived from banir 
and the Swedish derived from the Asir. Um, he says the name just slightly different, but it's you can hear it. One of the interesting things then, he said the Asir had their own language, the which evolved into Swedish. The Banir had a language that evolved into Finnish. And he said the two of those 10,000 years ago, something like that, uh, put together was the English language of the common people. Um, super interesting story all around. He's got some very interesting uh, details. He, they take and they call Odin the sun. I absolutely would not call Odin the sun. Uh, Odin, from, our, from my perspective, is Mercury. Uh, we can totally get into that later. Uh, but they call him the sun, so they're a solar-worshipping uh, civilization. And according to them, at the time, uh, this the entire planet was tropical. And the sun could always be seen, and it was doing a 24-hour circle, very similar to, uh, I know I saw you talk Hold about on. that five-hour... Uh, you're, you're telling me your belief is, and that's that the sun rotates around the earth. I... I I didn't say that that was mine, although that is my belief. Yes, the, the, earth, the earth is the earth is still. There's no doubt about that. All that's, right, that's an, now it, we're it, in it. Now we're in it. So, so, and we're and we're going to get into all that. Um, the earth is a plane, you know, like just like, and they know that they got the airplane, the earth plane, the crystal planes underneath us. We live in the cosmic egg, and the, nothing, and we're not moving. We're sitting. What is although, the cosmic egg? And so the cosmic egg is the idea that we're, you know what an egg is, basically, I, I you know, do. you got a shell <laughs> and then you've got the white part and then where the actual life is, where the, the, is the yolk. And that is basically where we live is in the yolk and which isn't necessarily attached to the outer shell, the firmament, and that can be mobile from you, but, uh, we don't particularly move now in this pit. Now in the Eeyore box story, it does move one time because uh, this was very interesting with the sun consistently going around us. It had us in a tropical time and which uh, again, I know I'm pretty sure I heard you mention that uh, five hour documentary where they had that concept only then the sun would move like this and move in like another pattern he says that the earth tilted ever so slightly, and that's why we're losing it half the time, which when really is interesting because that matches what I'm putting together as what the way the world actually works. And if you understand what uh, quantum locking is, basically underneath us, again, would be the crystal level, and most people realize that crystals come from down in the earth. Um Underneath this would be the crystal level. Well, that's a big conductor. That's a salt bridge. Uh, so underneath that, if you have a magnetic field, um, if anybody's ever watched a video on like quantum locking, you take a magnetic field and you put a superconductor and you can lock these two things and they won't touch each other. They won't attract nor repel. It'll just stop right there. And you can take and you can tilt it and move it and it'll stop again. So it's very interesting. So he says that the earth t 
tilted and that's what took us out of this uh, uh, tropical time where at the time fin, uh, Helsinki, Finland pointed straight at Polaris and that was the North Pole. That Helsinki, fin, Finland was the North Pole. Now, <clears throat> one of the real interesting things with this fellow is is that then he also had things to back up some of the things he said with his story, which included like a lineage of these uh, uh, kings and the people in his line. So he went to a couple different sites and uh, they went in and digs and they found things that he said that were going to be buried there. And he gave them the exact coordinates and locations and told them what's there one of them, they did a dig and ended up finding this, uh, I think it was like a treasure room, like a throne room or something. And then the other one was down underneath this well. He said that there's going to be deep down there, there's a statue of this first king of Finland. And they did a sonar underground, and there is a statue approximately the shape of what he describes down there. So... That that's pretty fascinating. So he had a couple of things that went with his story that uh, for no reason he knew these things um, and was able to prove it. Now, on the downside of it, the reason that that, fa- that family line ended was Eeyore Bach was homosexual. So he uh, incorporated a lot of homosexuality into his cosmology as he was passing it on to these people he was tutoring. Yeah. I think he was, and I, I I have no doubt that he was tutoring them with his penis quite a bit. That sounds what Um, exactly like what cult leaders do. Okay. (laughs) Then we have the rituals of working my balls. (laughs) Uh, Don't, don't forget your wife has to participate. Yeah. 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 Do you want your wife to go to heaven? The left (laughs) testicle is mercury and the right testicle is Venus. (laughs) Yes. Odin's yes. staff and, will now and, extend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Touch the hammer. Touch the hammer. <laughs> the hammer of the gods. <laughs> you will feel the lightning. <laughs> um, but yeah, he ends up getting killed uh, by one of his students um, over yeah. the whole ordeal and uh, had gotten attacked before that even and was paralyzed. So you can absolutely tell. Oh my God, he's still working it after he's paralyzed. (laughs) Yes, yes, still working it, still working it. Damn, the part of their cosmology includes dude sixty ninety. That is part of the holy rituals. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, so like, part of is that what quantum locking is? Now we should perform the quantum locking. Hey, everybody, I want to tell you about our friends at Lucy Nicotine. Okay, Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Okay, finally, tobacco has an alternative that doesn't suck. All right. Research and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine and comes in these three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Holla at your boy. Okay. Lucy has lozenges. Okay. With four milligrams of nicotine that include the following flavors, cherry, ice, citrus, and mint. They went hard in the paint on that. Okay. 
and it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on a flight, at work, at the gym, on the go. It doesn't matter, okay? So it's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, okay, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges, okay? This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down, okay? Lucy, Lucy lozenges and gum, okay? Also have FSA and HSA eligible, so you'll be able to spend pre-tax dollars on them, okay? This is for the TFH Swarm, okay? Go to lucy.co, C-O, okay? L-U-C-Y dot co, and use the promo code TINFOIL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges, okay? Sure. This is lucy.co. Use the promo code TINFOIL at checkout, okay? I also have to give this disclaimer. Warning, these products contain nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is addictive chemical okay lucy.com be sure to use promo code tinfoil do you know what's so interesting because like i used to be a big fan of the uh the first 48 and there was always like every third or fourth episode there would be a story of a of a gay guy who gave a dude a place to crash and then they found out the reason he was giving place crash because he wanted to do some quantum locking right (laughs) (laughs) and then they got murdered so I like I, this story has happened through time, man. It just all the time that guys yeah. just find out like, whoa, well, what did I sign up for? And it's just like, oh, hell no. And they lose it, dude. Yeah. Well, and according to him, the Bach family was the only one that was allowed to procreate. So he's the goat. And then when you look um, throughout different cosmologies, the goat is always uh, applied to the sexual side, the groin area, even when you're looking at zodiacally, things like that. Um, So his family is the only one that's allowed to procreate. All these other dudes can't have sex with a woman, but they can like suck each other off and stuff, but you have to not let your seed fall on the ground. So it's okay to like blow it in another dude's mouth and then like snowball each other. We know know it's like, so So that's basically the Catholic church, right? Is that what the Vatican is? That's basically the Vatican. This guy has a kink. Yes. Made it a release. So it's so, like it sounds like the Vatican just came in and, and basically because there's a time where if you were Christian you and you were a priest you could totally get married, and then the the Vatican came in and go oh no 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 no, you don't get any of that bro you you really love God no ass for you he became the ass Nazi no ass for you and then they ended up basically, uh basically making it a haven for the uh, closeted homosexuals and pedophiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. And that's... That is crazy. Crazy. So I, I I think he incorporated that. I have a hard time seeing this, that aspect of it being uh, part of the actual information from, you know, back in the day. I think he incorporated that in order to get young dudes to suck him off. Of course. Uh, but, um, so, but then if you discount all the different uh, procreation rituals and some of the other things, he, uh, he, like I said, with these languages, he's got all these language, these two languages. And when he talks about it and he knows these entire languages 
and he's showing derivatives that make sense that are opposed to the Latin derivatives, um, where we're told everything's come out of, um, which makes a lot of sense because they've really done this mix matching where they try to make everything come out of this Mediterranean area, whether it's the all, all high mindedness comes out of Greece and uh, all basically the three Abrahamic religions all come out of the Mediterranean er area also. So you really look at it, this Mediterranean area is what all wor the entire world considers the birth of civilization and that everything came out of there is the way the world's looking at it. What do you mean it. by derivatives? And, you so say like when you're talking about, you know, like the, a root word, um, he has oppositional root words where like they'll always go, oh, well, you always got some, I'm not one of those language expert people, but you always, I'm sure you've talked to the person where you say the word and they're like, oh, that word's derived from this in Latin and it's this and this in Latin. And it's always the derivatives of Latin. He has these derivatives from these other two languages, which aren't even spoken anymore. And he knows both languages and he breaks the derivatives down on the way things are. And it's very interesting. So Damn. for those linguist type people um, that this guy has three different languages that he speaks entirely also speaks uh, highly to his intelligence. Um, you know, just like I said, got that fucked up sexual kink to go along with it. That really, <laughs> well, it's not fucked really, up. It's just when you start manipulating people with it, that's right. when it becomes an issue. But oh, right. So, so he can right. That that's the part. Yes. So exactly. he he's speaking two languages that no one else speaks. Like, imagine yes, if you knew this entire language and you had nobody to talk to about it. Sounds like. A, <laughs> yes. Do you mean literally no one else speaks it, or it's like a dead language? It was a dead language, right? It's a dead language. He says the one is been, it's the derivative, of, or it's the root language of Finnish, and then the other one is the root language of Swedish. Interesting. So this Asir one is the root language of Finnish, or Swedish, and then the Vanir is the root of Finnish, and he knows the actual root language, basically like what they claim knowing Latin does for you, where you know the roots of all the words, he has an entirely different root set that he applies to all the English words because he says that English derived from then Finnish it, are these two languages before they became Finnish and Swedish, this Asir and Vanir language. He says those two derived or put together then was made into English, which was a, a language of the common people because then like basically all the societies back then they have he has this whole breakdown set up that's some of the root words that were i noticed uh that were very interesting uh so according to him it was i don't remember oh it was uh jarls carls and thralls is what we call them he had different words but it sounded so similar to a jarl a carl and a thrall that you could easily say that that's where those words derived from the three things that he said. Now, did he, could he have just made up an entire language? Like they uh, say that they did for a fifth element where it's an entire language. No, that, no. Like, you know what? I was just thinking that about that speak. It was uh, 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 avatar. Do you remember they, that, that blue species, this guy made an entire language for them. Oh. 
And he was like, it's so exciting to know that people will be speaking this language, you know, from here on. It's like, and nobody speaks the language. I feel, I'm sure there's just a subset of people yeah. who do, like the people who had a lot of time on their hands and just. Oh, like decide, Latinx? Like, people oh, no. that say things and make up words that are like no one uses? But, you know, Klingon, they did that with yeah, Klingon. Yeah, I was about to say, more yes. people speak Klingon yeah. than, than the Well, Latinx, what's his name, Latinx? Who's the guy, um. That is the... He, John Leguizamo? He, yeah, he's not even Puerto Rican. He told everybody he's Puerto Rican, oh. he's Dominican. And with with that demographic, that means something. A lot. That means that a lot. That means a lot. That's why Carlos Mencia fell as far yep. as he can. But he's constantly like... <laughs> he's constantly like, as a Latina ex. And everyone's like, why do you keep saying that? Nobody's into that. Which I was thinking about this, and I'd love to... And we'll get back to this, but... You know, it's like, they keep flooding... The, you know, the borders with Latin Americans, right? Hades, Be fucking Well, it's everything. Hades, but not as much as Latin Americans. Yeah. Because the Democrats think they're going to vote Democrat. But most of these people coming up are leaving communism, leaving socialism, and they're Latin, which is like a really strong like conservative family base, right? Well, that's why Florida fucks them up, because people from Cuba know exactly what they're trying to not have here. But they're all like, these Yo. guys coming up are all coming from Venezuela. All so yeah. it's like their plan's not going to work, because you go to Miami, dude, like they're all Latin, but dude, they're really they like in the family value uh, conservatives. It just stuff. shows you how dumb they think they are. Yeah. The Democrats. They think, well, we're the ones that let them in, so they're going to vote for us. I mean, even, even in the Middle East. Catholicism man. is rampant down there. That's a highly conservative. You know, if you look at it, it's always the religious right, and almost everybody in Latin America is Catholic. Yeah, they like the idiot rich white people just assume they're all urban. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same at all. And there's nothing wrong with urban. And then, I mean, to be honest with you, people get here and eventually you're like, okay, more people can't keep coming. Yeah. Well, you, you, you get what I mean? Once so you're here. As soon as you step on here, you're like, we got a constitution we got to protect. Because <laughs> after a while, you're like, okay, someone's going to take over my job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like someone's coming here to doing my job for less money than I'm willing to and do. And that's been going on forever, dude. It was the Irish. It was the Italians. Every wave of immigrants had, they were trying to close the door behind them and beat the shit out of the new guys. You yeah, know I mean? right. For sure. I mean, they were talking about a convoy in Mexico that just got met with some special forces from. Mexico going, you ain't coming through here, well, dude. Well, because the thing is, if you don't make it to the U.S., guess where these fuckers stay at? Yeah. What's better than their country? Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> so they stay there, and TJ's flooded with all these things, and my dad lives in TJ, and he's like, well, when people from Haiti or from El Salvador come, they fuck up the whole market. Even pussy gets on a whole different place, because now some girls want to do that job for a cheaper price, because El Salvador, she was doing it for a different price. Yeah. So everybody, the whole economy gets hit. Yeah, the, the, the Hong Everybody's, Kong. Everybody gets hit. The, the Hong Kong club. <laughs> the Hong Kong club. How did the Hong Kong club make it into a a fucking tinfoil hat conversation? There's levels of this shit. Uh, so I, I I think it's very interesting all this stuff, and you know it's just it's interesting because it's like like is this guy doing this because he's gay? Or is it that he's really smart, happens to be gay, and it just manipulates the situation? Which is what my whole theory is with, like, we see that in rapping right now, right? Like, all these DL brothers in hip-hop. And you're like, are they... Uh, uh, okay, not even let's say hip-hop. Let's just say Hollywood. Or, you know, where you see all these closeted gay guys in these power positions. Are they there doing shady shit? Because they're gay? 
Or are they positioned there because they're gay and that they're just scumbags, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, Was it like a good old boys network of... Of, of gayness. Of gayness, yeah. Right? Like DL, good old boys, gayness, and that they're positioned here because they don't want to come out of the closet and they're like, if you don't do what we tell you, you're going to... We're going to expose you that you're, you're, you're gay. Probably some of both, right? I think. It's probably a little bit of they both. They get bullied into like playing along. Like, like, okay, there's obviously psychopaths of every sexuality right i mean for every time you're like the gays do this you go well look at these straight people over here doing the exact same thing but when you see like the whole story about hillary clinton and bill clinton both being like the white version of you know uh uh will smith and jada pinkett smith right where they're supposedly both gay <laughs> and they're both just positioned in powerful places like everyone's forever said that hillary is a lesbian and based on stories where we've heard, you know, even Epstein's uh, uh, victims were all like, you know, the women were like, he didn't even fool around with us. He fooled around with the boys. We've never heard that angle of the Epstein story that there were boys on the island. Nobody talks about it. We just think he's like flying out 16-year-olds and everyone's like, come on, dude. They're 16, bro. You know they want it, dude. It's like David Cross's biz. Well, like, why should only underage guys be able to fuck high school chicks? <laughs> I'm better at it, well, and you, I'm not saying it's a good the, joke. The, when you look at the paintings, about half the paintings were boys. Like, uh, there's there's those paintings from that pool that all those guys hang out in that have all those paintings of the yeah. kids that are, like, hung up and being tortured. About half of them are boys. Yeah, when you for look sure. At the pictures. For sure. So nobody talks about that angle because it's being sold as... Dude, they're just banging high school chicks, which I'm completely against. Obviously, I have daughters. I'm not for that at all. But, man, that's completely what the angle is being sold at. That story about Bill Clinton fooling around with all, all the... I mean, like, dude, how many of these guys that are just, like, poon hounds, right? Or, or like, they're either poon hounds or they're like, hey, man, these guys are married men that look their wives who like Obama and George Bush senior both have giant whispers of homosexuality. Bill Gates too. Has that heard about, I haven't heard that about Bill Gates. I just don't think anyone will fuck Bill Gates to be honest. Why, so? why, why is it whenever it's like that, that, that it's very interesting how that uh, particular uh, cause homosexuality is absolutely a normal thing. I'm not against it. It's at anything I say. It's absolutely normal. I even actually have two chickens. We name we um that are super gay. We got uh, Elton John and Liberace, and these How two do you males, know they're gay? these two roosters, because these two roosters run around humping on each other all day and don't go near any of the ch female chickens. And anybody that comes up and bothers them, they beat the shit out of. That they are so vicious. It's Elton John and Liberace. It's a crack up. So how many chickens <laughs> do you have? Uh, probably about 100 chickens. Um, I'm going to say 30 turkeys, 30-ish. It's hard to say. All my animals it's are a lot, free range. Though. It's a lot, right? Yeah, it's a lot. So it's there a goes lot. And out of 100, there's two. Well, there's that story that the experiment done with mice, right? Where they just made this giant mats, mice cage and he just let the mice keep procreating and procreating and procreating and what happened was he started just seeing like these anomalies starting to happen where like uh violence 
uh, mental anguish, mental illness, homosexuality shows up. And it's like because they're they so- start they started it. creating uh, they started creating because part of the experiment was that he gave them all the food and all the pleasure that they wanted. They just had this ideal perfect life, and uh, part of the thing that the rats did was then they set up a false uh, a, a false system where only some had all of it and the rest had a, were starving. So basically, those you those know, mice and- were called Rothschilds mice. <laughs> Yes. Right. So, dude, it's like very. I wonder if that might happen in the chickens. If there's so many of these chickens, that the natural thing is that Mother Nature starts to curb the breeding process. Like, okay, like within just the nature of there's so much resources and so much space, just the universe starts to flip people, right? And that's why, like, when you, like in LA, man, you can't throw a cat without hitting the gay guy, right? I mean, you can't hit a cat. I mean, Who's it's everywhere. A cat? The cat's gay too. The cat's gay too. <laughs> so, but then you go to smaller towns; it's not even close. There's like maybe one gay and gay guy, in the, and he's known as like Gay Bob, right? And everyone's oh, Gay Bob's yeah, great, yeah, yeah. dude. He's a nice guy. Yeah, just don't turn your back on him. Yeah, it's just so, right to the point. There's not even gay bars. There's not enough people for a gay bar. So it's like it's just interesting dude it's definitely well, <laughs> go on so when we look at because this is something that i do as an alchemist we always use as above so below and we always look at a lower level thing that we can understand and carry that understanding up so anytime you take animals now where i do have a lot of birds although my birds are free range anytime you start cooping a bunch of animals together in a in one small confined area you start seeing real nasty violence between the animals. Yes. My animals don't. My animals don't particularly fight. I have I have roost a bunch of roosters and chickens. They don't. And people always tell you that's a problem. It's not. I've got multiple male goats running around the farm. Um, it's when you start confining them, then they get violent. Weird diseases start cropping up. I agree that. Um, I, I think homosexuality is a natural thing, but obviously it's something that is normally uh, uh, an anomaly where I think, again, like you're saying, once you crowd these people together, the anomaly flips and starts becoming more the majority because, like you said, the nature's kind of been inverted. And I think this is entirely from just cooping people all in too close of a space. It's very interesting because, when you only have a couple animals, like you look even at like these uh, dog breeders. We all have had a dog and we know what kind of personalities dogs have. They have amazing personalities. You're like, this thing's almost human. Then you go to one of these puppy mills and you meet any of these dogs. They don't have any personality. They're, they're, they're very, they're all about their root. They want their food. Don't hurt me. They're willing to get violent. It's only after you've spent some time with them that that personality starts emerging. And so I think the same thing happens to humans. And this is where we get that NPC thing where all these people get locked together and they all end up devolving into this uh, uh, group thing that's never good. It's it, The mob has never been known to be smart. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting, dude. And it gets into simulation and computer programs and you know uh equations 
Does does the universe do equations and start? You know, I, I and, and like that's some Matrix stuff, right? I mean, like to be able to like turn into an Agent Smith and stuff like that. It's just interesting. I don't want to get too far off on that. So we get, did we discuss Bach Bach Seagal? Did we discuss that yet? Bach Seagal. What is, is like where Eeyore Bach made Steven Seagal suck him yeah, off? Oh, I don't know. I, I have no <laughs> here, and this is what I'm looking at. <laughs> Like, I'm not sure if there's anyone who's done some sucking, Steven Seagal. Yeah. Um, so, Absolutely. So, you know, he knows a move. <laughs> what is the box saga? Was the question? Oh, so, no, is it? The, oh, yeah. They, oh, okay. My apologies. I thought saga, the L was okay. My, my apologies. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. Please turn oh. your mic off. <laughs> I'll delete that. So, <laughs> box saga. Your box. Eeyore Bach, through his penis mostly, passed this information on to a few other people. Uh, one of them, his name is Jim Chesner, and he's the one that's the most popular. Uh, and then they end up making a movie about it. It's called uh, From Hell or Inside Hell uh, in reference to Helsinki. And then uh, we have hell in our cosmology also. Um, like I said, his is his is uh, uh, slightly different than mine. There's some Hold elements well, in it that are very ba similar. When did Bachley live? Why do you think this uh, guy's just, from? He just he's he's just recently died. This oh, is I thought like, this guy was from way back in the day. No, I just assumed that too. You no. did you? Oh man. Okay, now this changes the game. <laughs> so Steven Seagal could have actually blown him. <laughs> but that's, that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you that, think he was he, around? That's how he got ended up paralyzed because. He was making Seagal suck him off, and he did one of them <laughs> Aikido moves. sort of. And, and you guys don't know he's real. <laughs> so okay, so Bach was around recently, just passed away. Okay, so now that kind yeah. of changes how I picture this guy. I was picturing him walking around in robes and stuff. Uh, yeah, and I was more like Charles Darwin type, you know. Like you a, were like in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, uh -huh, okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah. I was going even farther uh, back. I looked okay. him up. All right, I, no, I actually so looked him Jim up. Jim Chesner was his <laughs> so, direct student. She's the only one who did and, any and, research. Because right. I thought it was, you know, it made me question everything. Because when you're just, you're, you know, if you're if you're from like ancient Greek time, you do not have a disciple called Jim Chesner, right? Jim is yeah. not a name that was around <laughs> in, in Greek times. Orpheus, Jim, you know, right, right. Okay, so back. So tell me about the go into the box saga. I'll shut up now. So the box saga just literally is this entire tale because according to Eeyore Bach, his mother, typically the oration was passed on from woman to from daughter, from mother to daughter. And the oral history was passed on feminine um, for whatever reason. And maybe this is why he's he got confused about having to suck dick and stuff. Maybe because if it was passed on amongst girls, that was like he didn't catch that he wasn't supposed to do that. I don't know. Um, but so his it's mother truly and his a sister. Yeah, it's mystery. Um, and I'm never going to go try and solve it. Uh, so uh, his uh, mother and his sister passed on this oral history. And according to him, this is something, and this is something that was done with most oral traditions, where he spent years and years having to recite everything that he said. And 
he, every night he would have to spend hours reciting pieces of this story every single night through like 20 years or something like oh that, which is, which is a very typical thing. And then also typically like when you look at, uh, from my personal cosmology, from the heathens, we have the poetic Edda. Part of the reason that any of these uh, old mythologies are kept in a poetic form when they were passed orally was to uh, make sure that the, the ensure the integrity of it. Because when you change the meter, change the words, that's noticeable in a poll. If it's just a story, I can just start throwing in whatever I want, whatever elements. In a poem, it's going to have a certain meter, a certain length. There's certain elements to the poem that have to be met, and it makes it much harder to change. It makes it much easier to ensure the integrity of such things. So Very interesting. He pa- right. So then he passed it on. There's a couple other students um, that are of note. Chesner, like I said, is the, the biggest one. He was uh, his, like, head student. Um, and so then Chesner now is the one that goes around and speaks about this and uh, tries to carry on this legacy of this story, which, like I said, I think it absolutely has a whole lot of value, a whole lot. He's got elements in there that are mind-blowing and that some things that scientifically are very interesting – And then, like I said, he's got elements where uh, they've found actual treasures and things to prove these old legends. He's talking about, well, that statue's over there down like 300 feet deep. And they go and look, and he's like, oh, well, it is. Wow. Um, Right. So that he has things like that gives credence to what he's saying. And like I said, and then I think it just like almost every other society as in any institution, you can take – like they say, uh, uh, any institution that starts out they're good or starts out as something to just protect people, be for the people, by the time 100 years rolls along, that is no longer even resembles what it started out as. It's usually the people at the top are horribly, horribly corrupt. That's just any institution. I, uh, right now, Dune is super popular because that just came out. Um, what's more interesting than that is the second book where the character from Dune ends up becoming, you know, the God Emperor. And uh, then by the second book, he actually rejects his own society and goes out and becomes this wanderer in the desert. And he's screaming at his people. He's like, the words of Muad'Dib are water on the sand, you know, because you people do nothing but empty ritual. Everything I ever stood for, you have fucked up. And he's like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I get, so it, I get it, that. I could see that happening a lot of stuff, right? I mean, like, if you look at a business, absolutely. right? You start a business, yeah. you create yeah. this great business, you kind of pass it on, and the people who take it over completely change everything. You're like, what are you guys doing? This is not what we do. And it's just like, everybody, listen, you're, you're complete. It's, it's basically, what is it? What is that called? Uh, telephone? Where everybody, oh, yeah. like, and by the time we get through the story, everyone's put their own shit into it. It's completely been manipulated. Like the iPhone. I don't think Steve Jobs yeah. would be cool with the shit they're making now. Well, you remember he did like big phones. Yeah. Now everyone's got this humongous phone, which is just a mini computer in your hand. And people are like, what the hell? 
Don't even get me started on Apple and this <laughs> computer. Ever uh, since I downloaded their new operating system, my computer just keeps crashing. Like, oh, dude. Never update. Oh, I, Never update. You. So it's you very interesting. There's a lot of stuff going on right here. We kind of got into that the stuff that this guy has been talking about uh, was the actual organ, o o origins, excuse me, of Western civilization, right? There's so much to get Man, into, dude. For sure. There's so much to get into, dude. There's so much, man. Right. The, the Galvin, what is the galvanic cell and its operations? Okay. So there's this other gentleman named Elsie King that, uh, he started out working on this thing where he's looking at the Zodiac and trying to figure out what's going on there because we're all aware that we've all just been lied to throughout everything We're everything we're taught is just basically a lie. And uh, so he's looking at the Zodiac and trying to figure out what's going on there. And he draws me in and we start looking at it. Now, when we looked at it and we ended up evolving and putting together this entire sequence of events that matches all the old cosmologies, matches alchemy, matches nature. And it's just something we've been working on for quite a while. So the world, we're in an enclosed system. And the world is just basically a thermogalvinic cell. Now, the way a galvanic battery works is you have a cathode, which is your positive, And then you have an anode, which is your negative. And then they're both floating in an electrolytic solution, and there's a salt bridge that connects them. Now, the way this works as a battery is the anode or the negative side needs to be uh, less stable than the cathode side. So that anode side needs to be able to ever so slightly deteriorate. Now, when it deteriorates, this is an oxygenation. And this breaks off a couple of electrons or the negative particles from that side. And then that carries those over through this salt bridge, through this solution, and takes it over and applies this to the cathode. Then that also draws over two ions, and the ions go over to equalize out that charge. Now, this is a gestation period while all of this is going on. And then... When that broke away from the anode, that was a breakaway, an oxidation reaction, a fission-type reaction where it broke away. Now when it goes over to the cathode, it's actually merging with the cathode. So it's a fusion-type reaction, and you're getting much more energy out of the same reaction, the same little bits of, of particle. You're getting a much higher reaction. At this point, now the cathode, is able to release that to the world. And that's where you start being able to draw off the positive side of this battery and use the energy from it. Are we entering now, that right now? We're doing that right now. So when you look alchemically as an alchemist, we've got your wandering stars and your fixed stars. The fixed stars follow the firmament. And you look directly at Polaris, that's right there at, from where I'm sitting, and it's there all the time, no matter what time of day it is, it's right there, never moves. And all these stars just rotate with the same consistency in the same pattern all the time. 
and that's what ha- that's what happens. Then you've got your wandering stars, which they say are planets, the sun, and the moon. Now, as an alchemist, these wandering stars are all associated with metals. So the sun is made out of gold. The moon is made out of silver. Mars is made out of iron. Venus is made out of copper. Jupiter's made out of tin. Uranus is made out of aluminum. And uh, Saturn's made out of lead. Whoa. Now, right. So Saturn would be lead. when you look at this, what's that? Saturn would be lead. Yeah. Yep. I'm digging. I yeah. want to know. We got to do a show on whatever planet is tin. Oh, yeah. Tin's very interesting, right? Right? Uh, that's Jupiter. Uh, that's your... Uh, that's was your when you look at Greek cosmology, that was a very benevolent God. Um, you know, he was he was very good. Uh, he was the giver of good things. Right. Um, anyways, what you're doing, good things. So that's thank you. Very brother. Nice. You betcha. Uh, so, so everybody's loving you right now with the, the earth is flat. You got this group of people on this show that listen. They're very pro flat earth. Now you're starting to lose them. In that, because they believe that these planets are forms of gas or lights through the firmament. What are your thoughts on that? So my thoughts are, again, with alchemically, do not do that. Do not. Is that alchemic? My dog was trying to knock over my uh, one of the dogs trying to knock over my hydrogen machine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, flammable gas, no good. So uh, <laughs> the sun is then going to be the cathode, and the moon's going to be the anode. And all these other uh, planets, except for Mercury, are going to be the plates in between. Everything from in between is going to flow to the moon, and then from the moon to the sun. So what these planets are these luminaries or whatever you want to call them. They're just basically metal particulates of the same kind of metal, all just kind of pulling together and they're in the plasma level. Yeah. Most people don't realize there, you know, there's an entire argument about what light is entirely. And the whole thing is, is I'm a scientist. I have my own lab. I do things that you can prove. Um, Now, if I want to make light, you just take a good old incandescent bulb and you run a bunch of power through it, and all of a sudden light appears. And if I wanted, and then depending on what metal it is, it'll be a different colored light. So we all know this. All is very scientifically proven. So if I have a bunch of those metal particulates, and they're in their and they're in their finest form, and they're all pulled together, and they're moving so fast that they're at light speed, which is what we're talking about. If I want to make that let metal produce light, I'll get it hot and make them particles start moving super fast. And when they move fast enough, they'll make light. And anybody that's worked metal will even know that they make sound. They will scream. That metal will start screaming when you get it hot enough. And that scream, that light, all of that is still just the metal. That is the metal doing that. It's, that's the different vibrations of its particles changing speed as you keep adding more and more energy to it. So when you look up at the night sky, 
we have a bunch of these little particles and they're pulled together because like particles like to pull together and they're moving super fast. It produces light, except for the moon. Now, the moon, there's an entire exchange between the anode and the cathode like we were talking about. Now, the moon is silver particles. So the funny thing about silver particles is, is when they soak in radiation, which is not the sun, I'm talking, not talking about the light from the sun, I'm talking about radiation, a different energy, which we're about to explain. Oh, when shit, that soaks I think into I know where you're silver, going. When that, yeah, baby, when Boosh. that soaks into the silver, um, silver will soak in that radiation, the silver particles, and it will actually make bonds then between the particles. And it all end up looking like one solid mass after it soaks in this radiation. And then as that radiation is released, it's released as a luminescence. So it's a cold, uh, cold light. And it's just releasing out energy bonds. So <clears throat> the way this is going on is while the moon is full and all them bonds are made, now the moon's susceptible to this de degradation, this deterioration, which is always what the masculine side has. The masculine side or the goat side is always the dirty side, the nasty side, the degradatory side. The moon degrades. It sends that, those electrons and those ions over to the sun and impregnates the sun. So oh, this hey, dog, all erect day. moon. Fucking A. This hard erect moon just nutted into the sun. The sun, the sun gestates. And with this other reaction, so then when the sun releases that, that's your Ostara energy, your spring energy. This is this is a cycle that's going back through. Now, as it releases that energy, because the moon then goes flaccid after it ejaculates, then and this is part of why the the new moon is slightly see-through because those particles have become loose. They lost their energetic bond. They aren't pulled tight together anymore. That's why the new moon is slightly see-through. So now that, but once the sun then releases that energy, that radiation from this transaction, now that radiation soaks into the moon, which then those particles take in the radiation, it becomes hard again. And now it's now subject to degradation again. So what you have is then uh, the sun's giving the, the moon morning wood, basically, because this is the same, the spring, the morning energy. So it's giving the, the moon morning wood, and then the moon's impregnating the sun. And this transaction's this daily throughout the month. Oh, it's through the month. Okay. Well, it's through the day and through the month, because you just have macro and micro at that point. You know, everything, and that's that's one of the things you look at as an alchemist. Everything's going to basically work the same, and then you just notch it up a level and make it a little more grand. But, you know, a, a, a lock, even a big fancy lock, you turn the lock just the same way. It works basically the same. Is so the, is the that's moon, what you're doing. Is the moon an energy collector? Yes. Yes. Silver's soaking that in. But then it's also giving it out so it's but, soaking but, it in and giving it out so when you're so let me just say this real quick i've always believed not always but since i started the show i've been studying like what the moon and what it represents and there's this whole story you know when you're young you're set they say don't go to bed angry 
don't go to bed angry. And I was like, that's such an interesting thing. But that has to do with like your loose jacking, right? And jacking your loose. And I always say that like the story, the video game Pac-Man is about the moon. And if you look at what the moon does, it's eating these these energy dots, right? But what does it do? It chases down ghosts. What are ghosts? Ghosts are spirits. And what happens once it eats the spirit? What happens? It gets the ghost, goes and gets reborn. That is basically the Tibetan Book of the Dead. It's Pac-Man is right. based on the Tibetan Book of the Dead, dude. I mean, That's is that brilliant. crazy? That's brilliant. Think about that, man. When the moon, when Pac-Man has mouth closed, what does it look like? Dude, so many the questions are about moon. this other fucking Pac-Man arcade. <laughs> right? I mean, even then you can get into yeah. Super Mario. Oh, That's dude, a whole I thing. was even about that. And I'm from a small farm. I'm like normally a complete rube. Like I don't have any of the technology stuff and don't know anything. I even had Pac-Man like, what was it, 1980? I had Pac-Man. I can still, still remember the routes. It's still a great game. I'm not saying it's a great game, but if you ask me what Pac-Man is about, it's about <laughs> regenerating your soul. Being trapped in here again. You got to play this game over and over again and over and over again. But you're not saying that the developers knew anything like towards it, right? You think it was just like kind of like not a coincidence? No. no. But just, oh, you think they knew? They purposely made Pac-Man. In my humble opinion, they can sit there and say all this stuff. I think it's about the moon being an energy revelation of the method. Yes. Type thing. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. my opinion. I could be wrong, but that's what I believe. And based on Johnny's looks, I probably am wrong. I'm making any that's a that's a good theory. I like it. I like it. Thank you. I mean, don't get me into uh, Super Mario. That one's that one's legit. Super Mario is about taking shrooms and fucking real and elevating to a higher level of thing. Like you know, Super Mario's first game, the first game, Donkey Kong is just he has a job, he has a job, and he has which is basically keep Donkey Kong from dropping dick on his girl. Man, it's a cuck game. He's got to stop his girl from getting cucked. <laughs> He does good enough. He and gets then with a big monkey dick, huh? Right? And then he gets, people are going to be like, this is your dirtiest episode ever. Yep, man. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to spirituality with dick jokes. So then you move into, then you move into Super Mario. He's got, he's been, he's got an employee, he's got a, a promotion. He's got a bigger job. Now he's got this job. Got to save the girl again, but it's a different way. What does he do along the way? He eats mushrooms. He eats shrooms along the way and he gets superpowers and he trips so much he elevates to where Mario Kart and now he's doing oh, anything shit. he wants. You know to what? Do. He always is going down. Oh wow! As an alchemist, it, so like even in the tarot, the whole reason that the hanged man is upside down and the hanged man's always has his his legs. He's upside down with one leg hanging up and his other leg is crossed at the knee in the shape of a four. That's the symbol of sulfur. Sulfur is the fire or the gold. And so you're supposed to go down with that. And because as an alchemist, then when you break apart a plant, you're doing the great work through the mercury. You're supposed to send the sulfur through the mercury into the salt. It's that's it, interesting because then he eats mushrooms from and then he always is diving down into those tunnels and getting all the coins and all the gold that's waiting down there's where all the big heaps of gold are waiting. That's amazing. I'm telling you, bro. It's why did a Japanese 
video game pick an Italian plumber. It's like there's so much more going on there. Ooh, never thought about that. Right? It's so much more going on. But now I want to get into what I find. We had a guest come on, and they explained Electric Universe to me. And I kind of mm -hmm. like, I'm like, I think this might be legit. Johnny, you have any thoughts on Electric Universe? I think like like when everyone's like, I can look through a telescope and see blah, blah, blah. I go, you do not see a straight up fucking planet. You don't see it. It's not like that. It's not like a drawing. What you see. You see a ball of light. You see a ball <laughs> of light, which looks like you're looking at something through water. Where it's not necessarily water, but maybe it's plasma. And that's why I go, man, I think there's something to the, the electric universe. Well, remember when we had that episode where the moon had like waves? So yeah. The guy was recording that that's shit Crow and it was seven, moving that's it. Crow 777. That, there you yeah. go. Yeah, exactly. Shoot the moon. Yes. And that's actually been uh, documented on all, all the other wandering stars also, uh, I think. At least three or four of them. Um, never on a fixed star, always on a wandering star. And another interesting thing is Dave Weiss and friends went up in a balloon and uh, or went, sent a camera up in a balloon. And eventually, when it got high enough, the stars disappeared. Now, I don't know if that applies for the wandering stars. I asked him that, and he doesn't know uh, if that just applies to the fixed stars because they aren't they don't react the same. They aren't the same. Um, but that's very interesting. I find it very interesting. So tell me your thoughts on electric world basic operations. So we look at the way that now the electric universe, I think that they're, they're, they know that people are figuring this out. Most of us realize that the whole world is based off of energy. Um, they mixed their thing with the entire, uh, taught world cosmology and they've got a bunch of other really weird things that they mix into it. But at the end of the day, the fact is, is we are all just energy condensed. That's all matter is, is energy condensed. You can, you can throw enough, you can get it vibrating fast enough. It'll turn into light. It'll turn into sound and you slow it down. It'll turn back into what it was. It's, it's a fairly easy and understandable process. Now, when you start looking at it, then it's all electricity and you'd have to start looking at the way electricity works. So everything we just talked about with that top is all the, the plates, the higher end, the, where it's on its plasma level. Well, then you got to turn around and you got to look at your voltage side where this current's being carried. So now underneath us, we have a crystal level and we all know we go and dig crystals from under the earth and whatnot. Now, that's, again, very interesting when you look at Chesner where he says that the plane just slightly tilted. Um, and uh, if the conductor, the crystal conductor under us, we all know there's a magnetic field. Again, you get the quantum locking. It could potentially tilt and be tilted back and just stay, um, depending on an event. Very interesting. But we would be sitting on top of crystal then, which we are, and what we're talking about then at that point is just different levels of stability. And this is one of the things I kind of have a uh, issue with the uh, four elements is the way they're taught. Because when you look at them, the way that's originally taught is, is uh, fire and 
water make air, air, fire, and water uh, basically coagulated together to make earth. Um, it's not really how things work when you're looking at them in, in a complete sense, because then underneath the earth, again, you've got your crystal levels of things. And when you're looking at at it like that, when you step back and you look at it, everything above the earth line, things are getting more chaotic. So it goes water, then it goes air, then it goes fire. So you're now you're on your plasma level. So we're just talking about three levels of chaos. Now, if you go underneath the earth level, we have, uh, you can have just crystal that's just in a betroidal form where it's not really, a, it's not pulled into a plutonic solid but it's still fairly pure then you and it's still pretty isolated then you get it when it goes into its uh, plutonic solid form and in its plutonic solid form each one of those particles is really super aligned and that's why crystals will naturally form when they're pure into these plutonic solids where it makes this perfect shape with these almost cut lines that it's almost hard for a human to to match um, well, this is all because of the alignment of the particles and how they're perfectly aligning. Well, then you go another step underneath that, and now we're talking about a superconductor. Is a normal conductor is just has particles, and you put an electron in over here, and supposedly bump, 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 and one falls out over here. And now the in between where it's going bump, 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 bump you're losing little bits and that's coming out in heat and, and things like that. So it's not usable energy on this end and it takes time. You're talking about a sequence. Now with a superconductor, whatever exists here also exists here. It's immediate. There's not this transference. And that's because all these particles in between are perfectly aligned perfectly and the funny thing about that is then it has to be super cold to achieve that um to get this superconductor status so this is the opposite from the high the hot side the fire side the plasma side we've got this super cold side which makes things super conductive now as an alchemist you marry the two things you take the the high side the sulfur side and you marry it to the salt side and now we've got the bang now you've got the flow you've got both sides things are things are there now you've got power um and is that the of, electricity you're talking about yes that's the yes, energy and, and we live in the middle that's so fucking crazy dude <laughs> it's just crazy it's such a complex thing to think about and if, if everything you're saying is true and we're going to assume everything is on on the show in this hour this is how we do the show, then, I mean, the intelligent design that must go in to creating this is insanity. Like, something we can't even understand. Multiple layers of fire and ice or whatever cools it is just and conducting energy in here. It's like, everything is energy. And so, so if we have energy, which gets into my whole theory on what magic is, is it how to manipulate yep. energy? Absolutely. That's exactly what we're talking about. And when we look at things, so when you look at ritual magic, what's important with ritual magic? Where is the ritual? 
that's your ley lines, your, your earth, your salt, your crystal energy points. Where is your ley lines? They go and pick that. Then number two, it, you can't just go do this big ritual on any given day. You've got to match it to the stars to where the energy is coming out. What kind of energy is happening at this point in time? Because when you're looking at the way these stars are interacting, then, then like when things are in triangles, because we're looking at basically a three phase electrical system. So when things are in triangles, they work great. The triangle is excellent. That's 90 degrees, 90 degrees, 90 degrees. Boom, 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 boom. Now, when things square, square is a problem. Now things go bam, bam, bam. And now you get shorts. So the same thing happens with the planets. And the same thing happens with eclipses and things like that. You get electrical shorts because of the way these thing, these wandering stars are moving around. And you're talking about the way the charges are interacting with each other. Um this is some complex shit. Oh, this is way beyond this my level. This is some real, like, uh, XG was just, like, trying to hold on, dude. He's just <laughs> trying to hold on. This is complex shit. Well, you want to know what's funny about that? XG, you and I don't smoke the same, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well played. No, it's just super interesting to me because it's just... I smoke diamonds all day. All day with the diamonds. I, I meet you guys in person. I will make you eat floor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out on that, but these two guys might be in. I'd love to see Johnny so baked out of his skull. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, well, I will have to take over and finish the show. <laughs> You're invited. Daddy You're invited. I'm, uh, I'm trying to clean my house up. But uh, so, I mean, there's just, it's so complex. It's such a complex idea to digest about these layers and what they represent. And it's just so crazy. And uh, uh, to bring this all around, this is. Along the lines of what Bach was trying to talk about, or is this was that a totally different conversation? It's it, it's very similar. So I believe that he had elements of this in his in his story, and then it's hard. And it just like anybody else, you've got to look at it. And one of the important parts about being an alchemist is is being able to do things in my lab and being able to actually make what I'm talking about work in a functional manner. So I just have to take and pick out the pieces. Now, like when you're looking at even the, the heathen cosmology story, the, the origin story, what you have is when we started out, there was three things. There was Ganunga Gap, and then there was the ice world, and then there was the fire world. The ice world was called uh, Niflheim, and the fire world is called Muspelheim. So we got your ice down here, your, you know, your superconductor, your fire up here. And but there isn't life yet because this is the ma the material side is the masculine side and the immaterial side the void is the feminine side. So now the feminine side pulls these two masculine pieces together, and where the Vesca Pisces of this forms, that's where life starts happening. Because now we're talking about and we look at all the old cosmologies where now the the. Uh, horns of Hathor is where the sun goes down and unfreezes the ice. For us, uh, the great cow is named Adumbla. And the first ice being that appears after these two worlds collide is Ymir the giant. And Ymir is frozen in the ice. And Adumbla Ooh. comes and licks Ymir free, which is the sun 
freeing the masculine side from the ice. The feminine side is your sun side, your chaos side, and then your masculine side in this aspect is crystal. You're always looking at the masculine and the feminine and that feminine unlocks that masculine. And now we have the two things. We have life, we have creation, we have energy. Sun and and the moon create. And voltage. Sun and the moon create. Is that what you're saying? The sun and the moon created life. Well, the sun, the sun and the moon. Now, this see that gets complicated. So, what, Dude, we'll we're beyond complicated. But, but we <laughs> were, were like oh, complicated yeah. an hour ago. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll break this down to the human body. How about so just so stupid the, people? The can sun understand. and the moon are like the brain, right? Now we've got the cerebrum and the cerebellum, and that's the electrical system that's above us. The cerebrum and the cerebellum, the reason that they sound similar it, similar is then um, cerebellum, bellum is the cerebrum, the same thing, only they're at war. So it's the, always this polarity that creates energy. You always have to have this positive and negative in order to actually have energy. Even when you're looking at a heart machine, there's this dead center line and life goes above it and below it, above it and below it. And even though there's that center. So we have to create this polarity. Now in the brain, that polarity then's the cerebrum and the cerebellum. And so we're looking at the sun and the moon and the activities of the brain. Well, then if we're looking at the human body, also now we have to move down to that other side because that was the fire side, the high side. Now we've got to move down to the crystal side, the groin side, the the masculine side, the dick side, the degradatory (laughs) side. So now we've got a polarity between this side and this side. And that's what we're talking about when we look at these things. So now we got the polarity between this and this. Now, as a heathen, then when after Ymir and Adumbla and everything, then we end up with the Asir and the Vanir, which we can relate to the brain and then we have the Jotuns and the Jotuns are the ice giants and those come down from this from this side and always the the upper side is always fighting that lower side because we've got to have that polarity so it doesn't matter whether it's the Asir Vanir fighting the Jotuns or whether it's angels fighting demons or whatever it is in my cosmology in the tree of life in between the top side and the bottom side, there's even a squirrel that runs back and forth between the two and talks shit between the two sides <laughs> to keep them fighting in a post. So that opposition is what's creating the energy, the life. So these two sides are always trying to fight it out, push it out. And even inside your body, if I break you down alchemically, your oil it's going to want to rise up and vaporize off and your salt that's going to want to sink and go back into the earth. These are two opposing sides that are trying to separate. And right now in this life right here, it's the mercury of earth that's holding you together. That's why earth's your mother right now, because it's the carbon, the water and the cellular material that are holding these two opposing ends together. Now, as an alchemist, we're trying to then uh, move beyond that polarity and go into a union of the two things. So that's the great work where you then, as the alchemist, break it apart. 
which when I do that to a plant, I break the plant out into its component pieces. I burn out those earth elements, the carbon, the water, and the cellular material. I put back the oil, the sulfur, and the salt, and I alchemically marry them. So now this plant doesn't go through this life cycle anymore, where before this plant was reincarnating regularly. When the plant would die, it would fall down in the field, The first thing that leaves is the water that evaporates out. Then the oil evaporates out. Now the body, so now the the spirit is gone out of this thing. And now the body is going to break down. The carbon's going to leave. And eventually the salt's going to be released. And the mineral salts are going to be put back into the soil. Now, as a gardener and as somebody that uses these things, I go and take, and you can either make yourself some like potassium. We all use potash to grow with. Potash has heavy potassium in it. What is potash? Potash is a burnt down hard tree, hardwood tree, full of potassium. Potassium is the crystal inside of that tree. And all I had to do was burn it down. So it releases these crystals. And the oils went first. Now, as an alchemist, I pull out the oils and the sulfur and the crystal, and it's that carbon and those earth-level elements that belong to the earth. Um, When you're looking at the battery, it's hilarious. When you actually build a battery, it develops this sludge in the middle. (laughs) That's us. We're the sludge. (laughs) Jesus, That was some deep shit that I barely grasped, but I understand it now, and I have more respect for farmers. I I just thought, like, throw a seed in there, throw some water on it, hope the sun and it grows, and then just... Grab those crops. I had a buddy of mine was a giant weed grower. And, man, he was so about everything that you're talking about. pH balance, all that shit. It's their girlfriends. When you're growing weed, it's like these guys' girlfriends. They dedicate their lives to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally believe that. Giant if, if it's going to be good, they, they do. And when you're talking about pH, what is pH? Potential of hydrogen. And potential hydrogen is just an energetic exchange. When I was talking about that world battery that we were talking about, guess what? That whole same thing happens in your body. Your body is 60%, like what, 60% hydrogen, 20% oxygen, and a little bit of everything else, which is mostly carbon. Just a tiny bit of uh, minerals and oil is the actual purity of you. So you have this entire energetic exchange happening in your body also. So what's the oxygen in your body doing? It's taking out things. It's doing that same fission type reaction. Even when you eat food, most people realize that you use glucose, but you don't really use glucose. Glucose still has a carbon molecule bonded to it. and It's not usable. So what happens? You get oxygen in there. Them oxygens rip out that carbon molecule. And now that glucose is turned into ATP, which is pure usable energy. Even with cannabis that we were just talking about, the THC, the high oil, has that carbon molecule bonded into it, which needs to be oxidated out. You need to decarbolize it. You can't just walk up to cannabis and eat it and get high. You need to decarbolate it if you want to do that. Release that carbon molecule, and now the THC molecule combined to your receptors. Man, there's just so much to this shit. So I want, I want to wrap this up with this. So we live in an egg in your belief. And Mm -hmm. the firmament fits into this electric universe stuff. Are there other eggs, do you think? Are there multiple eggs? Can we travel egg to egg? 
Egg have two, no egg, idea. Egg two, egg. I'm still trying to figure out this egg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out this egg. I suspect. Now, we look, and before we finish this up, so let, let me finish on this battery. So what we were talking about is a battery where all this is reducing. And the fun thing about this is, as an alchemist, that silver anode actually depletes and that gold cathode becomes built bigger and gains more weight. And all these other plates deplete and this one plate gets bigger. So lead turns into gold, silver turns into gold. All these things literally are turning into gold. Now, as the only way to reverse this is to then throw a hard charge into that anode and the anode through electrolysis, which is the reverse of the galvanic cell that we're talking about. Now the universe is expanding out. The sun actually breaks apart and becomes silver and descends and becomes silver all the way down to gold. And this is just a biochemical process, people. This isn't even fucking magic. This is, you know, turning lead into gold is just a biochemical process. And you can turn gold back into lead. And what we're seeing then is the expansion and the contraction of the universe. So that's a lot of fun. That's a lot. That's a lot. That, you got to. I'm gonna really listen to this episode. Yeah, me myself. Yeah, I mean, you have to. Li- yeah. You're basically trying to listen for the first time at this point, <laughs> right? I mean, he's just like, uh, we we had to drop XG at the first exit, so come back and get me when you guys are done. Um, man, Benjamin, you came and dropped the hammer, dude. It's a it's a very, 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 very deep conversation that I truly truly enjoyed and i tried to hold on for as long as i could i mean i flunked first grade but it is uh there's a lot of science in there johnny you're a nerd dork what'd you think of it no i'm, I'm with you dude i it was it's dense it's it's dense. it's great it's, it's great dense. but yeah it's it's, dense. it's like it, a lot you gotta of, chew on it you know you gotta chew yeah on it. you know what we gotta get next time we gotta get you a whiteboard behind you so you could draw <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. everything like john madden yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> but you gotta make them into like happy cartoon characters oh. like mr sun so and mr. what we have here is a moon with a penis yeah and yeah that's what we call a a a, a, a a glory shot right there. That's, that's when the moon ejaculates. <laughs> that's so funny. The porn scientist, yeah. everything's in porn fucking. Someone's going to animate that. Hey, man. Someone's going to animate that now. <laughs> it's, it was crazy. It was deep shit, oh. man. You came here and dropped a hammer. Benjamin, tell them where they can find you. So I'm Benjamin Balderson on it's Benjamin Balderson's Odin's Alchemy on Rockfin. I am also on YouTube. On YouTube, it's mostly just experiments that I do and things around the farm. Um, you know, teaching you about batteries, showing you the different things. Uh, I'm trying to keep uh, the to the uncensored Rockfin for the good information. Um, so that way it doesn't just disappear because we all know that on YouTube, you can't even say something reasonable. Like I don't want to stick a vaccine in my body that isn't through the experimental. I'm, I'm completely anti-vaccine, but I think anybody should think that's reasonable. I I had a good feeling about that. Uh, if, I, if I had the yeah. bet money, I would go with that. That's like even money right there. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's in it, it's experimental phases. I, I should not, I don't think it's reasonable to assume that I should go take it. They used to pay kids for doing that and they're guinea pigs. But on YouTube, that gets us pulled. So 
I can't say things like that. And I say a lot more crazy things, obviously, than that. I love um, it. Dude. So uh, I love that. So sticking to Rockfin. I love it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that all this is happening. I'm thankful that all this craziness is being exposed. And I'm glad that uh, the obvious CIA fucking front that is YouTube is dying that it got so popular that they lost control of it. And the only way to control it is to destroy it. And other, other platforms have come out. And if you're still on YouTube and you're, and you're complaining about censorship, you're part of the problem, man. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Go to Rockfin. Go to Odyssey. Go to Bitchu. Go to Rumble. These are all wonderful networks that... Are, are have an incredibly hard job to they have to be brand new but look like youtube right not youtube when it started but youtube today because if it's not shiny which had enough, government help which, which had government yes. help to get there they're Dude, doing it without that help youtube <laughs> facebook amazon all are darpa fucking inventions that are just basically the face uh, which is just a, 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 a secret arm of the U.S. government. We are we are entering f uh, a new form of fascism, which is corporatocracy. And I personally think they lose. I think towards the end of 2022, you're going to start seeing the, their their uh, ability. You're going to see this. In my humble opinion, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But I think around the end of 2022. Based on a conversation I had with uh, Cliff High, who I think is wonderful, uh, I think they start to lose, and we start to see this group uh, that has been in charge since the 1600s. That's a long run, dog. That's a long fucking run. And uh, I think they're going to lose it, and humanity will go through. Benjamin, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, Benjamin, if you could, if you could email me any links you want me to include in the description so I make sure everybody finds you. And uh, they can ask Absolutely. you all the insane questions that um, you're going to have about this episode. It was uh, you went deep, dude, and we really appreciate it. It was a great episode. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, guys, I hope to see Thanks you for having me, guys. It's an honor. No problem, brother. You crushed it. Uh, I'm sorry. I know I cut you off a couple times. I've had that problem today. I had a lot of coffee. So uh, my apologies to you. I, I will hear about it in the comment section. So uh, if you want, I'm going to be live at Skankfest in Houston. Then we got tickets are moving again. I said it earlier. Tickets are moving uh, in Boise and in Salt Lake. Salt Lake should be sold out within a week. So grab your tickets there and uh, just go to .com. Love everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.